When the sun god meets the maiden, we can feel that spring has sprung. And with the new energy of renewal, our sweet rebirth has begun. When the sunlight grows even brighter, it holds new beginnings we can feel. So we celebrate Eoster with the Astara turn of the wheel. Are you ready to light up the sky? Welcome to Magic Moon Phase. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. As always, my name is Kitty, and I am honored for you to be here in the Magic Moon Phase community. Witches, wizards, sisters, misters, freaks, geeks, magical peeps. There is some crazy shit going down right now in our nation, in our world. And the first thing I want to do is send you light, send you love, and send you healing vibrations. Send you energy of balance, equilibrium, and connecting with yourself throughout this craziness. But even with all this craziness, we can still celebrate. Because Astara is here. The wheel has turned, and now we're looking at rebirth, renewal, increased energy, increased light, fertility, balance, creation, possibility, and opportunity. I know I need those feels in my motherfucking life. Holla, holla. A star symbolizes the spring equinox. Equinox literally breaking down into equal night. And if you think about it, we are looking at balance. We're looking at 12 hours of light and 12 hours of dark. So really plugging into that balanced energy. The spring equinox happens when the sun intersects in the exact crossroads of the equator and the ellipses. Or the elliptic, whichever you'd like to call it. This is where we get exactly 12 hours of light and 12 hours of dark. It also symbolizes the reawakening of life. It's said that during the spring equinox is when the maiden goddess rose again from her sleep, from her slumber, or the underworld. The maiden goddess reawakening from her slumber can also be tied back to the Greek myth of Persephone being taken from her mother Demeter and marrying, being married off to or being stolen by Hades, the god of the underworld. So Persephone is affiliated with Astara as she is the maiden goddess rising up or reawakening. Astara is also affiliated with, as I mentioned, Eoster. Eoster is the Saxon goddess that symbolizes new beginnings, which is also where we get the word east, right? The direction of new beginnings and the word estrogen. She also symbolizes the dawn or the breaking of a new day. Obviously, We can move on to Astara, which is why the Sabbath is named Astara. She is a German deity that also stood for fertility and growth and rebirth and renewal. We also have the Phrygian goddess Sibyl, who is the supreme goddess of the land, of fertile ground. The Greek goddess Aphrodite, goddess of love, passion, and procreation. So there's a whole bunch of deities that we can affiliate with Astara. So feel free to choose whichever one feels good to you. Take what you need and leave the rest. Overall, the main point of Astara is to bring renewal and rebirth and balance back to the earth, bringing an increased energy, more light as we're moving into the summer season. One thing, I'll tell you what. So I have found that the symbol of eggs almost overtakes pretty much everything else when it comes to Astara. Eggs are a massive symbol of rebirth and renewal. 
they themselves represent the cyclical nature of death and rebirth, right? You have the egg, which can protect you, and it can be that vessel of safety, yet at that exact moment, that perfect time, it's able to crack and then rebirth, renewal, and life. I found that during Astara, eggs, I mean, there's so many different uses. There's so many ways that they fall into the celebration of spring. So they were eaten. Of course, they were eaten. They were given to one another as talismans. They were placed on graves as an offering to the dead and the deceased in order to bring a safe return or reincarnation. And they were also, as we know, with Easter, collected and hunted. Now, the reason for that here, this is kind of cool. The spring celebration of Astara is when all of the winter stores or all of the food that was left over from the winter was used. So therefore, in the celebrations of Astara, people went around looking for some wild, crazy goose eggs or bird eggs, robin eggs. Yeah, robin egg blue. How beautiful is that hue? Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yet the hunting and the, the collecting of wild birds' eggs, which are very colorful and beautiful, by the way, became a part of the celebration out of necessity. Now, how do you utilize eggs? I mean, damn, there are tons of ways to make eggs. But how about using them in magic? How would you utilize an egg for its magical properties? Well, let me share. You can use eggs for protection spells or binding spells. I myself on Leap Day actually made a crap ton of eggshell powder. And I created it. You have to obviously dry out the egg shell a little bit. You have to tear the membrane from inside of the egg, which the membrane, by the way, if you're in a pinch and you have a cut or a scrape, the membrane on the inside of an egg can go over a cut or scrape and it works really, really well. Almost better than a band-aid. Just saying, just saying. If you're ever in a, a pinch, eggs can be utilized for special baking rituals. For example, if you're looking for per- fertility or protection, you can use specific words and spells, right? words, spelling. That's why it's called spells. You can use these eggs and bless them and send energy to them before putting them in a cake or before scrambling them, whatever it looks like. You can always, always put energy and intention into your baking or your creation of food. You can bury one in the garden for the crops to bring abundance in the new season. I also, when I make rituals for people, I also do the same thing. When they're looking for a new beginning or they're looking for an abundant energy to be brought into their life, I always, always, when I have them bury their spell work, I have them use an egg as well. That is a new beginning, clean slate. Boom shakalaka. You can use, oh yeah, eggshell candles, right? You have the halves of an egg, take out the membrane, and actually taking some wax and putting it into the egg with a wick, you can make a small candle without any waste. When you do waste eggshells, by the way, if you're sending all of these, um, energies into these eggshells and all that jazz. When you do discard them, be very intentional about it. What are you doing with your eggshells? Because they can be used in compost. You can throw them in your garden. You can put them around plants to stop pests. There are so many different ways to use eggshells. You can put them on your windowsills or in front of your door for protection. Just really think about the ways that you are disposing of your, your fruit clippings, your veggie clippings, your, uh, you know, what, what can be compostable? What can be reused again or given back to the earth? You can do something I found called ovomancy, avomancy, hmm, yolk reading, right? You think of different spots or swirls can tell you something different about what's coming up next for you, or it can be a divinatory type of a tool. 
You can use it as a, a glamour spell addition. Take some egg whites, some lemon juice, maybe a little honey bunny, hey, and put it on your face. And as you do, say a nice little glamour spell, you know, a renewal of my facial skin, whatever you want to say. Make sure that it feels good and it's very intentional. Also, another one would be use an egg to banish a foul mood. I know that I've been having some foul moods lately. I'm just going to be real. This quarantine shit is real talk, baby. But to banish a foul mood, writing something on the outside of the egg, writing maybe what you want or what you want to get rid of, and then throwing it into uh, a body of water, right? You have to go to maybe a lake or a stream or somewhere where there's water and throw it against a rock and, and do it with some might, do it with some anger, you know, get rid of it, release it, let it go. Pretend and make believe that you're actually throwing whatever it is away. See that egg break. Get that nice little feeling of that egg breaking and seeing all of the egg drifting into the water, releasing it completely to the flow and the energy back to the earth to be used for something else. And of course, as we know, we can decorate and dye them, which brings me to the beginning of our altars, or I'm sorry, our rituals and our altar as well. Uh, Okay, Freudian slip. Let's go right into altar then, Kitty. Okay, no problem. What kind of colors are we looking? Of course, our pastels, our beautiful pinks and purples. Our yellows, blues, greens, pastels, right? Use pastel um, for your, for if you want to wear pastel, wear green or use it for your altar cloth or the candles that we utilize for any of the spells or rituals that we're doing for Astara. We can use a lot of pastels or white. White is also beautiful as well for that beautiful virgin maiden goddess reawakening and beautiful fertility and newness of life. How about some herbs? Clover. Clover, lemon balm, lavender, and honeysuckle. Some crystals that we can utilize, uh, the aquamarine, which is a great one for balance. We can use moonstone to connect to our intuition, as well as rose quartz for self-love. Some foods. If we are to specifically eat some foods, and I'm going to go into some recipes, or uh, go into some other things that we can eat. There's so many things that we can eat to plug into this sabbat. Milk. Any seeds, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, eggs, of course, eggs. And how about some hot cross buns? We'll get into some hot cross buns later and the origin of them and why they are what they are. But some hot cross buns, yeah, that sounds good. How about some incense? If you're going to diffuse a particular scent, we can do strawberry, sage, lavender, jasmine, or rose. I actually got a bunch of white roses and I brought them up to my altar to give to Miss Aphrodite and Persephone. And Eoster and Astara, of course. If you yourself wanted to include some flowers, you could do roses. Any spring mix, some daisies, something like that. Daffodils, violets, lilacs, which are my favorite of all fave faves, babe babes. And then tulips. Tiptoe through the tulips with me. How about some symbols? Anything uh, extra? I love gathering symbols, by the way, right? For for Lupercalia, I had the wolf. And for for now, I have chicks and eggs and baskets and, and rabbits and all that jazz. So chicks, nests, butterflies, the snake that wrapped around the egg, potentially wrapped around the egg to crack it and create the beginning of the world. The rabbit hair robins, robins, which are a beautiful sign of spring. Ribbons tied together. You can use actually intentional colors of ribbons to tie together with an intention when you're tying the ribbon, tie an intention in there. And then just, you can hang those in the wind or, or whatever that feels like. Ooh, yeah. Colored eggs, of course. Beautiful colored eggs. Uh, 
Just don't leave them on there for too long. Any gods or goddesses that you're working with, of course. Also, any seedlings or newly sprouted plants would be great on your altar. And if you are going to choose a tarot card that uh, symbolizes or is affiliated with Astara in spring, the Temperance card is a great one to do any meditations on or really just free writing on. When you look at the card, what does it bring to you? What comes up for you? Do you feel it in your body? And, and what does that look like? All right, that's your altar. Mm-hmm. Moving on to some small ways to plug in, right? For us solitary witches, I, don't, I mean, I don't practice in a group very often, mostly on full moons. I'm a very solitary, eclectic, lunar-style witch. And some small ways that I plug in, in solo ways, are to greet the goddess at dawn, you know, on the 19th, 20th, or 21st, depending on when we are celebrating Astara. Anywhere in there to, with intention, wake up and greet the dawn. Breathing in that new energy, that reviving air that just feels electric, feels like there's so much possibility and opportunity a part of it. Free ride on it. Love it. Boom shakalaka. Another thing, a nature walk, okay? Let's find the robins that symbolize spring. Let's look for some beautiful buds of wildflowers or any new growth. Take off your shoes, ground a little bit into the earth, feel the grass in between your toes. And also finding some flowers for your altar that we can then dry for a DIY later. As I mentioned, we can plug in by doing a little meditation around the temperance card. This card symbolizes balance. So really looking into where in, we, where in our life do we deserve and require a bit more balance. Everything in moderation. Another one would be to do the white black candle spell or a little ritual with a white black candle on the day of balance, of course, the yin yang, sun, moon, light, dark, half and half of both energy, male, female. You can take a white candle and a black candle, light them both on your altar or wherever you'd like to hold your solo ritual. And a little spell that I created, here you go. On this day of balance and of equal energy, I call vibrance into my life. I will it so, so mote it be. Very simple, very to the point, very intentional. You can add to it, remove from it, whatever feels good, take what you want, leave the rest. How about a bonfire? Bonfire. Celebrate the growth of the sun god and the warmth of the light coming with spring by holding a bonfire. See and feel the passion in the fire burning inside of you. See and feel the what you want to create, what you want to have be and do. Ah, oh, I just rhymed and I didn't even know it. Hey. How about a ritual bath? Another one you can do, ritual bath. Scrub away your old shell. Born again. Um, also, one cool thing, let yourself air dry. When's the last time you got out of the bath or the shower? If you want to take a shower, a cleansing shower, feel free. But when's the last time you let yourself air dry? Because that in itself is quite exhilarating, by the way. I always put my lotion on while I'm still a little moist. If you don't like that word, sorry, not sorry. But I always put my lotion on because it spreads a little easier, like Jiffy peanut butter. And I also enjoy the feeling of the exhilaration of that kind of cold snap, if you will. And then when I put my clothes on, I just feel alive. I feel awake. So try it. See if you like it. And then, of course, the last one, just another small way to plug in would be eat some eggs. And, of course, other rad things. You can devil eggs, quiche eggs, nog eggs, omelet eggs, salad eggs, custard eggs, scramble eggs, boil eggs. Holy shit, there's a lot of way to eat some eggs. If you don't like eggs, there are still other ways and other things to eat to plug into this holiday, this Sabbath. Mint chutney, lemon cake, which I'm about to go make 
fresh lemonade, some honey cakes, and hot cross buns. All right, moving into some bigger rituals. Hot cross buns, also called cross quarter buns, or my personal favorite, solar cross abundance buns. What are hot cross buns? Okay, fruit-filled rolls that have a cross on the top of them. The cross symbolizes the male or the phallic symbol, while the bun itself, right, its rounded suppleness, represents female. So hot cross buns are, in essence, creation, the binding of male and female energy. You can make them to share for your your spring equinox celebration, or you can use them as offerings to all of your gods, gods, goddesses, deities, spirit guides, whatever it is that you want to connect to during this time. Also, one thing I found out that was pretty freaking cool that I want to share. There's four quarters to a hot cross bun. If you if you imagine like a, a you know a perpendicular cross, one going up down, one going side to side, north south, and then east to west, you see that there is an intersection or a crossroads, which is exactly kind of symbolic of where the sun is right now, right on that crossroads or intersection of the equator and the elliptic. So within that, there's four quarters to this bun. The four quarters can either symbolize the suits of the tarot, pentacles, cups, wands, and swords. They can represent the phases of the moon, of course, the new moon, the waxing phase, the full moon, and the waning phase. They can represent the seasons, fall, spring, summer, winter. They can, obviously, the directions, north, south, east, west. The elements, which I thought was pretty cool. I like the elements one because, for example, air. Air would be the bubbles that come up in the dough. The flower would be the earth because it came from the earth to get flour, right? Wheat, flour. The fire, of course, would be the fire that's baking the bun and making it rise. And the dough itself with the water mixed in, water would be the element of water. So there's so many cool ways to look at these hot cross bun things. I almost, I went into a really deep rabbit hole. Ha ha, rabbit. Uh, Another thing you can do, a really quick one that I forgot, is to donate to a rabbit rescue. Let's bring it back real quick, real quick. Eoster is said to either have turned into a rabbit or found them to be extremely sacred. So therefore, the rabbit is a very big symbolic piece of Eoster for, or Easter for Eoster. Upon my studies, I found that ritual egg decoration comes from Ukrainian folk art and is passed from mother to daughter to mother, to, and, then, and then some, down the line. And these eggs that they come up with are extremely intricate and so detailed and absolutely gorgeous. Now, in the olden in the olden times, they used natural ways of dyeing their eggs. No paws, no, you know, freaking plastic egg cups to make it all commercialized. What they did was for green, they used spinach. For yellow, they used either leftover turmeric or onion skins. For purple, light purple, they used beets. And for light blue, they used red cabbage. Also, maybe coffee for a brownish color if you want it as well. If you are to add those into water and soak these boiled eggs overnight, you'll get a beautiful, dark, deep color. Now, if you want to decorate them for any reason, you can use crayons or wax. So therefore, when they are soaking overnight, that wax does not get dyed. You can melt the wax off the next morning and have a beautiful design overnight. Pretty freaking cool. I definitely am going to try all of these, all of these, uh, particularly the red cabbage. I want to see what that light blue looks like. Red cabbage, light blue. Hey, we'll see. Another way to connect into Astara is to plant something. Write down your goals. 
Uh, write down what new beginnings you want to create, what action steps or what things do you want to see come to fruition within the next year or within the next couple seasons and plant new seeds with those intentions underneath them. Write them down and throw them in a pot. Put a seed over it and then let's see what you got. Boom shaka. I do this every year, if I may be honest. Every year I plant numerous things in our garden and every single thing I plant has an intention to it. For example, last year, our cucumbers were the one I gave my partner. Opportunity was what they decided. Boom. I want opportunities. Cool. So that goes underneath the cukes. And the more the cukes grew, the more opportunities were given. Holy crap. Uh, I also did tomatoes, right? Like the, the cute little tiny tomatoes that come in the little bunches for community growth. I did peppers for passion. I did lettuce for abundance and money, money, money. And then I did cabbage for brain development and furthering along my education. So those are kind of the intentions that I put with my vegetables. You can do whatever feels good to you. I planted a bunch of herbs earlier today. Mm, yes. Uh, so really digging in, digging into the dirt, grounding yourself, feeling the supple, fertile earth in your hands, you know, and knowing that you can grow whatever you want inside or outside of yourself. Huh? Huh? Getting a little deeper on you there. Hey. Just as long as you're doing something that feels good. So that's really all I've got for you, sisters, misters, witches, wizards, all my magical peepsicles. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for spending your spring equinox listening to my voice on the airwaves. I hope that you found at least one way to plug into this energy and connect to yourself, connect to the natural energies and cycles that are going on around you. I'm going to go make a lemon cake, maybe with a couple blueberries in it. We'll see. We'll see. And probably eat a whole shit ton of eggs. Boom shakalaka. I'm ready to rock and roll. Thank you so much for being here. Follow me on Instagram, social media outlets at Magic Moon Phase. I have a private group on Facebook called Magic MF. Yes, Magic MF stands for Magic Moon Phase, but people always ask me, does it stand for Magic Motherfuckers? Yes, it sure does too. It's kind of my little nod to Prince, right? You magic motherfucker. That's really what it's all about. Thank you so much for supporting, being a part of my community, a part of my collective, and a part of the ever-growing and ever-expanding awareness and awakening of the world around us. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for being willing to grow. Thank you so much for being a part of the Magic Moon Phase community. I will see you very soon for the Aries New Moon. Go celebrate spring and all the beauty it brings, and continue to go make your magic, motherfuckers.